Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of This Week in Marketing. I'm your host, Sajid Islam. Today we will be covering all the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of 11th May 2020. First, we begin with a news update that we have received from our friend Kurt Mali at Black Box Social Media LLC. Starting Monday, May 19, 2020, in efforts to increase security, Facebook will begin requiring the use of two-factor authentication to access Business Manager. In this time of increased online activity during the COVID-19 pandemic, Facebook continues to see instances where advertisers' personal accounts have been compromised, allowing bad actors to gain access to Business Manager and run false or misleading ads. This requirement applies at the individual level. Each person associated with your business manager will need to sign up for two-factor authentication to access business manager. If a person does not sign up for two-factor authentication, they will not be able to access the business manager. Signing up with a two-factor authentication can be tedious, so Facebook has created a guide that walks through each step in setting up the two-factor via text and third-party app both for classic Facebook and new Facebook. If there is someone who no longer needs access in the business manager, feel free to remove them so that they do not go through this process. You will find a link to the Facebook PDF guide on our show's homepage. Next, as you know that customer feedback and low quality purchase experiences can impact your ad performance on Facebook as well as ability to run ads, especially if your score falls below 2.0. If your page score drops to 2 or below, your page will be penalized. Pages with score between 2 and 1 will see a delivery penalty applied to its ads, meaning they will reach fewer people for the same budget. If your page's score drops to 1 or below, it will automatically be disabled from running ads. So. Facebook just rolled out a forgiveness program for businesses whose score has dropped below 2.0 because of distribution and delivery was delayed due to COVID-19. However, Facebook requires some form of proof that your customers were notified of the delay. And advertisers who have appealed for forgiveness received a response from Facebook within 24 hours. You can read more on the page penalty program on our show's page. Number three. Last week, we covered the Google May Core update that affected organic traffic. Here are a list of few sites that lost traffic and, and sites that won traffic from the May Core updates. First, from the winner's bucket, we have GearHungry, Spruce, Favorable, WP Beginner, and Foodle. In the bucket for traffic, lost traffic, we have Village Bakery, YSpeak, Food, Shark Muff Market, and WP Lead. This, this list might give you some hints as to what kind of sites and content Google loves now. To see the full list of sites that won or lost traffic, visit our site and you will see the link to the complete list. Number four. Couple of shows back, we mentioned about $340 million in Google ad credit for small businesses. This was Google's attempt to help small to medium businesses, SMBs, stay in touch with their customer during COVID-19. Now, now, 
Google has added more additional details. To be eligible, businesses need to have a Google Ads account that has spent money within the 10 of the 12 months of 2019 and in the first two months of 2020. You can have advertised directly with Google or through a partner. The ad credit is per customer then per account. The ad credit will be applied to qualifying accounts starting in late May. This will be done in phases over the following months and users will be notified when the credit has been applied to their account. Number five, LinkedIn adds live video events dubbed as LinkedIn virtual events. LinkedIn, the LinkedIn virtual events tool was launched in tandem with a new polls feature on the professional networking platform and represents a tighter integration between the existing LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn Events product. Despite now being owned by Microsoft, the new product is different from Teams or Skype, owner Microsoft's two other big video products. LinkedIn virtual events tap into the huge views video conferencing trend. It's a merger of two products that LinkedIn launched last year. The live video broadcasting tool LinkedIn Live and an offline in-person networking product LinkedIn Events. The launch is more than just a simple integration, however, and LinkedIn is working with a third-party specialist podcasters, including Restream, Wirecast, StreamYard, and Social Live. The new virtual tool allows users to generate a native landing page on LinkedIn with a unique URL to promote their event. They are then able to stream that event using LinkedIn Live. All events are listed on, on a user's LinkedIn page. Users can stream up to four separate broadcasts into one LinkedIn event for multi-session activation. As the business world moves forward towards virtual events, we recognize how important it is to equip our customers with tools to bring professional community together online in real time and at scale in the safest way possible, said Ajay Datta, Head of Product and India at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is already claiming that Live now has 23x more comments per post and 6x more reactions per post than simple native video. So folks listening to this update, if LinkedIn is not your strategy, maybe it's time to read, read, relook at LinkedIn and see how you can engage your followers and fans on LinkedIn. Number six, businesses are facing immense challenges during COVID-19 crisis and supporting them is crucial to the well-being of entrepreneurs, communities and economy. As many stores remain closed and social media serves as an online main street, the shift to doing business online is more urgent than ever. So on May 11th, Facebook released a support small business sticker on Instagram and the support small business hashtag on Facebook app to let people show their love for small businesses. Creators on Facebook can also use a new in support of tag to promote small businesses to their fans. And when people use a small, when you, when people use a support small business sticker on Instagram, their story will be added to the shared Instagram story so their followers can see it along with other businesses that people they follow are supporting. If they mention a business using the sticker, the business can repost the content to their stories or message the people who tag them. To learn additional details on this program, make sure you check out the link to the full announcement on our podcast show page. Number seven, 
Facebook is expanding the availability of tools to give advertisers more control over where their ads appear within in-stream placements. Now, publishers can whitelist for audience network that lets advertisers designate which third-party publisher apps to run ads on, content whitelist that offer video-level whitelisting for advertisers working with Integral, AdScience, OpenSled, and Zephyr, this allows these partners to dynamically review and customize suitable videos for in-stream campaign on Facebook. Delivery reports provide advertisers with access to impression data at the publisher and content level, giving greater transparency into which individual pieces of content their ads were embedded in so they can properly validate brand safety risk placements and publishers. Live stream exclusions allow advertisers to opt out of the test of in-stream ads in live streams from vetted partners. These new tools can be found in brand safety control interface in Business Manager with a redesigned overview page to show all ad accounts under business and the status of their brand safety controls. Facebook also introduced a new control page to make it easier to apply available brand safety settings including inventory filter at the account level. This interface is also where the existing tools like block list and publisher list can be managed. And also make sure to check out the Facebook Fit Community Standard Enforcement Report, which looks at how well they enforce their policies from October 2019 through March 2020. In this latest report, they're introducing data for organized hate under the dangerous organizations category for Instagram and Facebook and four new policy areas on Instagram, hate speech, adult nudity, sexual and sexual exploitation, violent and graphic content, and bullying and harassment. You can learn more about these efforts and the progress they have made following the link on our show's page. Number eight, TikTok changes rules on music usage by businesses. TikTok has quietly altered the rules around commercial usage of popular music, which will stop verified brands from using popular tracks and came up with new commercial music library of sounds that are available for businesses. Number nine, Twitter officially launches new retweets with comment listings. Up until now, Twitter has actually considered a retweet with comment to be unique tweet in its own right, so it deliberately hasn't included these in your total retweet count. Many have suggested this was likely a bug in Twitter's system, but it wasn't. Twitter considered a retweet with comments a separate action from regular retweet. But now, these issues will be clarified you'll be able to get a full, all-encompassing list of your total retweet count while being able to view related comments and responses and engage with those as well if you choose. Number 10. Lastly, Facebook acquires Giphy, image sharing platform for reported $400 million. Giphy will join the Instagram team and see its GIF library integrated into the app along with other Facebook products. Alrighty, folks, that's all the worthwhile updates from this week. If you're interested to read more, then make sure you visit our show's page where you will find the links to the articles we mentioned above. And if you enjoyed the episode of This Week in Marketing, make sure to subscribe and give us a thumbs up. Signing off, until next week, I'm your host, Sajid Islam. Take care. Bye-bye.